Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad, if it was an Easter egg, it would be dyed black, cracked, and smell bad. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine. Uh, Failing to last week wish everybody a happy Easter, happy Passover, happy Ramadan. So just a little bit late, but hope everybody had a... uh, Hope everybody had a good holiday season here in the, the middle of April. And, uh, yeah, spring weather. Spring has sprung. Uh, but on this week's episode, I'm going to do a, a blend review update. And it's on McBaron HH Old Dark Fired, the Ready Rub, the bulk version, for those of you into value. And then my guest is uh, journeyman pipe smoker Portland Paul, who... Uh, Many of you have seen his name and heard his name on uh, on all the forums and uh, podcasts and stuff like that, so I got to sit down with him. We'll have uh, music from Portland Paul because he is a musician, and uh, it's a piece of music that from his band. And then uh, Mailbag and Rant, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, two weeks and one day until I leave for Chicago two weeks and one day yeah excited so hope to see a lot of you there uh las vegas international pipe show we have just announced a way for you to win three free nights up to three free nights at the palace station and uh, here's how it's going to work so you go online and you register you pay your admission and you book your room at the palace station or you go online you book your table and you book your room at the palace station and the weekend of the palace uh, the weekend of the pipe show we are going to announce two two people one that booked an admission and one that booked a table so we're going to announce two different people that are going to win up to three nights comped in the hotel for that weekend so yeah so you have to be staying at the hotel you have to do all this by july 1st all right so book early and uh, don't forget, if you book early, you get those savings on the uh, on the early re- on the uh, early reservations on uh, tables and admission. And uh, go to VegasPipeShow.com for all the information. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, as of the time of this recording, we are sixty three percent sold out on hotel rooms. Sixty three percent sold out. And we're uh, still months away. So thank you very much to those of you that have booked. And if you've already booked your room, well, go back on and uh, pay your admission or your table rental. And you'll be entered to win those three free nights. So there you go. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. Are you looking for that rare or favorite tobacco? Are you wanting to sell those blends or pipes you no longer fancy? Then visit tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and begin your search. Browse our ever-changing selection of fine and elusive luxury tobaccos, pipes and smokers' requisites, and bid on items in an exciting auction setting. Visit us at www.tinbids.com and sign up for free today. tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. A Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe is the perfect pal. Going fishing, take your corncob pipe and see you back at dark 30. Hunting, your corncob pipe swears it won't make a pop. Relaxing and reflecting, you add your corncob pipe at relax. Party time, your corncob pipe doesn't produce a cool smoke for no reason. Let's just say your Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe gets you. Visit www.corncobpipe.com to get yours today. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. All right, we we know that the HH Old Dark Fired Ready Rubbed is one of my favorites. Um, It's one that I tend to smoke during the wintertime or the colder months only. And uh, here's uh, uh, the description from uh, 
Uh, the description from Tobacco Review says a bold flake of dark-fired Burleys and a well-balanced unity with flu-cured Virginias. The flake is hot-pressed, meaning that during the pressing, heat is added by steam to the tobaccos, which causes the tobacco to intensify the marrying process, giving us a bolder tobacco. Uh, the robust, earthy flavor of the dark-fired Burleys shines through in the taste, and you will experience a deeply satisfying smoke indeed. Uh, notes, one of the most fascinating parts about this tobacco that will be sure to confuse a lot of American pipe smokers is that despite the fact that HH Old Dark Fired contains zero Latakia, McBaron still considers it an English because of the method used in its production, specifically the hot press, which presses the tobacco under high heat. All right, so this is a Virginia and a Burley. It is does not have any Latakia in it. And the difference between this and the ready rub, uh, the ready rubbed and the flake, the ready rubbed is just rubbed out. It's the cut remnants. It's the leftovers of it. Okay. Now, what they do is when they cut it, it cuts down really small, kind of like a almost to a shag cut. Um, I was able, you know, in twenty, the the jar that I've been smoking out of was a jar that I jarred up in twenty sixteen. Uh, in February of 2016, and so it's seven years old. What I what I've noticed is uh, originally when this when this tobacco was fresh and new, I described it as eating a heavy steak and not a lot of really bold flavors up front, but a lot of good base notes, a lot of good low flavors, and when you were done with it, you knew that you had smoked it. Uh, you knew that you had had tobacco. You know, you felt satisfied when you got up from it. Over the years of aging, what has happened now is it's getting sweeter and softer and sweeter and softer. And the aftertaste is getting just almost like candy, sugary, sweet. Um, I do have two pipes and I posted on my social medias about it. So follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, I have two Eltang pokers that both of these pipes just, it's, it's one of those magical combinations that I can't explain. It's probably the size, shape, construction, all that stuff. But these two pipes in particular make this tobacco sing even better. And as it's getting older and aging more, you're getting less, I'm getting less of the nicotine hit, less of the, uh, less of the just pure low notes. And I'm getting this sweetness that's coming through. Now, when I aged it, all I did was just took very clean jars and packed it in there. I didn't pack it too tight because I wanted some air in there, but I also didn't pack it too loose because I didn't want it to age too quickly or get too, um, uh, get, you know, I, I, I wanted a good balanced, slow aging to it. And whatever I've done seems to work because uh, the past couple of weeks, especially if we, as we've still had cool mornings here, I've been uh, plowing through probably two bowls of this in the morning and then uh, finishing off my night with another bowl of it. But again, it's proof that, you know, Virginia's and Burley's do benefit from aging and will continue to change. I uh, am halfway tempted as the weather warms up to try this in one of my sweeter smoking straight Virginia pipes, especially as this blend is getting sweeter. So uh, as soon as we get some 70 degree, 75 degree mornings and we start getting some of that humidity up, I'll uh, pull out those pipes, you know, do my usual opening of a, uh, of a tin of straight Virginia. And I may, uh, you know, I may try this in it, especially as I'm sitting here looking at this, uh, half pint jar and i've probably got i don't know a third of it left so i don't want to leave it sitting until next uh leave it sitting until next summer i uh or next winter sorry i may actually bring some of this to with me to uh chicago although traveling on an airplane with a glass jar is not always advisable so it may end up in a ziploc bag but again just uh, you know proof here's a bulk tobacco that you can buy by the pound jar it up give it two three four years and just watch the changes happen in it and this one's getting better and better and better
So McBaron HH Old Dark Fired the Ready Rubbed, which I like because I'm too lazy to rub out the flakes. Um, you know, just a just doing well. So there you go. All right. In just a moment, my conversation with uh, Portland Paul. This is Internet Radio. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection, or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345, and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us for another one of the five to ten year, the journeyman smokers. You're uh, you're right on the edge of uh, of advancing out of journeyman into uh, seasoned or senior smoker. So we, we, we better get this going quick is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Portland, Paul, I've seen your name in the in the chats, in the forums. I feel like I've known you forever, but uh Welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Yeah, we, uh, you and I, I think, have been a fixture on uh, punching bags and uh, taking a few jabs yeah. on the Squire and, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and the like. Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> if they start selling a dartboard of me, uh, the center is my nose, and that's a lot bigger than normal people's noses. So that would be cheating. Well, right? I do my best to uh, to to make uh, bow the dart the dartboard. You know, <laughs> in that case, it would be really shortly hung on the wall. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. So uh, let's start off with um, where did you grow up? When did you grow up? And uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? And did it happen? Well, I uh, I'm from uh, from Oregon. Uh, small small suburb here um born in uh the latter half of 79 so i'm uh i'm in uh in my early 40s in the luxurious uh luxurious xennial generation that's between (laughs) x and millennial so i i don't get to i don't have to claim either (laughs) so i i enjoy that but uh and I'm, I happen, we moved, my wife and I have been married for almost 25 years and we moved to college and a couple of different places. But now I literally live like, uh, maybe two miles from my parents' house, the house I grew up in. So, wow. Just happens. Hey, you've had to have seen a lot of changes in the Portland area in since, since you were a kid. Yes, most definitely. It is uh, a different quite a different place um, from what it was when I grew up. And, and uh, I played in uh, several touring bands and I played downtown and, uh, you know, loading into venues behind the venues <laughs> and loading out at, un- you know, at very late hours. Uh, I've seen quite a lot down there and uh, it, it, it honestly, it feels like it's it's being it got really yuppified, yeah, and uh, and hipstered, and now it's kind of almost has a twinge of the way it used to be, which is I guess good and bad, but um, it's a little seedier downtown <laughs> than it used to be, <laughs> but well, wait, you know, wait, aren't you supposed to say it's a little weird? weirder than it used to be yeah it's uh it is it is always a little weird uh it's always it's it's that if anything's consistent it's always a little weirder than it was the day before which 
generally I'm okay with. Uh, last weekend we were at a convention, a comic convention, and uh, the famous Oregon Unipiper, who dresses as Darth Vader in a kilt, playing bagpipes, riding a unicycle, went through the convention center. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he, he actually his bagpipes shoot flames out of them, but thankfully those were not in fire when they uh, when he was coming through inside. Wow. All right. That's yeah. <laughs> welcome to sufficiently weird, right? <laughs> well, welcome to Portland. Have a strange day. Um, yes. All right. So I'm guessing music is a uh, is a big part of your life. It is. It is. I've been in. Uh, I'm working on uh, recording album, I think, 14 and 15 wow. of, of uh, my lifetime. Um, so, and I, I'm currently in three different bands, uh, which is a little weird, <laughs> but uh, it's all with adult adults, so that's kind of nice. So you just have to worry about it, work around everyone's schedule, but uh, it's it's quite a bit more calm and less frantic than my younger years. Uh, so do you want to uh, do you want to name drop some of the bands or the albums that you've been on, or uh, you know you want to wow us, or do you want to keep it a secret? Oh no 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 I, I um I've been in a lot of a lot of bands that very few people have heard of. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, right now, I'm the 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 main band that is mostly me doing songwriting is a band called Cicero. We go under Cicero Emo on most um, most social media stuff because uh, we like uh, we like to draw from mid to late 90s uh emo music which is uh my sweet spot it was like uh when emo kids wore flannels and drank beer instead of wearing eyeliner and skinny jeans and and sipping coffees yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right exactly and, so yeah and just to frustrate me as a uh, as a not very good musician and no talent at all what instruments do you play I play drums poorly. Um, I play bass pretty well. Uh, that in part because I played bass in a math rock band when I got out of college. Uh, that'll give you a, a rundown real fast um, <laughs> and, uh, and trying to figure out how to play it. Um, but mostly I play guitar and sing. So, and I have, I think, uh four electrics three acoustics and uh, uh a million guitar pedals so and a few old amps yeah in well, the 60s uh, i got a bigger pipe collection than you do so nan 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 true true <laughs> i i completely believe that and i bow to your your pipe mass yeah except my my pipe mass doesn't make music um all right so speaking of pipes when did pipe smoking come into your uh into existence for you uh funny enough actually it kind of dovetails with music in the sense that uh i for years had um i had a rule with my musical instruments that i refused to pay more than 200 dollars for any single piece of equipment which <laughs> is fine uh, except for that makes the accumulation very slow. Yeah. And so I've, um, I've been buying instrument things since 1995, I think, um, slowly but surely. And around 2013, I felt like I had pretty much everything that I'd ever want, which as any kind of collector knows, that's a lie. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I, I basically, I was set literally anything that I wanted to do, I could do without, with a very few restrictions. 
So I was like, well, you know, maybe I should find another hobby. And because I'm cheap, I'm looking for a cheap hobby. Um, I had several friends suggest getting into guns and shooting, of which I'm not uh, disposed to. Um, and I, but I, you know, I looked nonetheless and I went, boy, I don't want to spend like $60 in 10 minutes <laughs> out out covered in half covered in mud and at some gravel pit in in the mountains of the cascades like because we wanted to go shooting for a day like i'm like i don't that's expensive and i'd always really fancied uh pipes when i was a kid um obviously sherlock holmes obviously lord of the rings i really loved really loved um the animated hobbit yeah, and Lord of the Rings movies when I was a kid. Is that the one uh, where the very... is that the one that has the song where there's a whip, there's a way? I think so, yeah. but it's been a while since I watched yeah. them. Um, I remember two of them were good, and one was not good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> um, but you know, like I always really liked uh, the idea of a pipe. Your pantomime with a as like you had a pipe when you were a kid. It's just something I've always been kind of interested in, uh, but not really. There's no, there was no sort of entry into it. Um, however, at the time, uh, right around then, I was uh, I was a worship pastor at a small church plant, and um, uh, the pastor is an old buddy of mine. And he smoked a pipe when we go oh. out for like elders meetings or whatever. We go meet at a bar that uh, allowed smoking, and he'd be smoking his pipe. And we always talk. And I was kind of like half interested and like well, you know asking him questions and things like that. And I, I finally just kind of I got a gift card for Amazon, and I uh, for Christmas I think twenty thirteen. And I, I was like, well, you know, I started looking around on Amazon and I, and knowing, uh, being the Portland or Portlander and the weirdo that I am, I thought, you know what? Everyone does this wood stuff. I'm buying a skull meerschaum. So I bought <laughs> a skull meerschaum pipe, composite, you know, not a block, a composite or, um, but I, I bought that off Amazon and, Everybody said, oh, you should get a tamper. So I ordered a tamper and then got some pipe cleaners. And and uh, and he started me going. And uh, and he goes, oh, you should, you should, uh, this podcast just started up not that long ago. It's Country Squire. And so I got started listening to them, like, right around that time. And uh, so they, they were under 100 episodes. They were, I don't know, maybe... 50 or 60 max. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I started listening to them and just learning stuff and then learning from him. And he's giving me, Oh, watch the Frank method on YouTube and, <laughs> and, uh, three handshakes and do doing all that stuff. And he was a vapor smoker. And so he gave me a bunch of tobacco to try all, almost all vapors. So now I hate vapors, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, I faithfully at least once a week, uh, whether, whether it was rain or snow or sun, I was out on the back porch practicing, uh, practicing, practicing, practicing as much as I could. And uh, it just kind of keeps growing from there. That's the that's the same thing they tell the musicians. You know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Indeed. All right, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, more with uh, Portland Paul. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. 
with a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with uh, with Portland's own Portland Paul. And, um, you know, I as I just discovered during the break, you don't drink coffee. So I'm sorry. It's true. Um, and you don't like vapors. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what you're doing here. But uh, nice to have you. <laughs> um, so nice to be here. In your uh, in your pipe smoking, was there was there like one aha moment where you finally, you know, got it together and figured out how this pipe thing works? No, it it really is. Uh, it was just a a slow, gradual mm. um, learning. I mean, and honestly, like uh, sometimes I get too focused on like process pretty much anything uh doesn't matter if it's pipe smoking so sometimes it's one of those things where you just yeah my head's down and i'm practicing and i'm practicing and i'm practicing and i look my i lift my head to look around and i go oh i'm nowhere where i started (laughs) so uh it just you know every once in a while you get you know you lavish in those uh holy uh perfect smokes you know the holy grail smokes or you know and just you know try and make as many of those as you can but yeah uh, it's one of those weird things you really don't know how much you know or what you can do until you try and share it with a friend and they say oh they have all these questions and you go oh my gosh i know all those answers (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so uh how often do you smoke a pipe now um, I went from about one a week to now it's quite a bit more, um, but it, it, it entirely depends on what my week is like. Yeah. So if it's sunny and I have nothing to do or, you know, I can have a fire outside or if I'm woodworking, um, or building a prop in my shop for for a cost a uh, costly costume, or you know a- anything um, where I'm not inside my house, the main house proper. Uh, usually, I try and find a reason to go grab a pipe. Um, obviously, there's every, there's everyone's got a Friday night Zoom meeting and a pipe meeting uh, now. So I'm on one with uh, good old Dave and yeah. uh, a few others on Friday night. So usually that's three pipes there. But <laughs> uh, you know, it, it it can it can really depend. Uh, but you know, I'm not. I can go a week without it, but then the next week, you know, fifteen twenty pipes. <laughs> you and, never know. And how many pipes do we own now? Um. Again, slow with collecting. Uh, I am in the twenty-five to thirty range. It, um, it seems I'm, like I'm, it seems like to me everything you do is methodically intense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I just I just don't like paying a lot, and yeah. I think if I wait long enough, I'll get you know nicer things. Yep. So I, a lot of my stuff, uh, I think, I think I want to say all, but maybe two of my pipes are a, were estate pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, Craigslist. Um, I've gotten some crazy stuff. Um, crazy stuff. Uh, like a, a wall, uh, one of those golden walnut Ben Wade freehands uh, um, for like 25 bucks from a guy. <laughs> on craigslist uh you know vermont era briar workshop for 25 bucks i've got a 1936 like yellow bowl for five dollars off craigslist uh (laughs) some of those i've a couple of those i've passed off i gave the yellow bowl to my son uh, when he turned 18 uh because that was a particular memory i had with him is looking up trying to research it find out about it 
and uh, and I sold the. Of course, I sold the Ben Wade because it was a, the plateau was like in the opposite direction. Like if you were left-handed, <laughs> it would have. It was a perfect pipe if you were left-handed. Could not be more perfect. But I am not left-handed. I'm right-handed. So <laughs> lighting it is kind of was kind of weird, and I just I just. I made a good I made a good chunk of money off of it, but other than that, uh, most everything I've kept. Have you gotten into uh, tobacco cellaring and uh, hoarding and storing and aging? Uh, yeah, I I have a good cellar actually. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of things that I have many like a, a, a plethora. I mm-hmm. I have. I'm very much wide and shallow. Yeah. So, you know, where I I almost kind of cringe sometimes when my, you know, I hear uh, friends or people on podcasts and stuff going like, oh, yeah, I I saw it and I didn't know about it. So I bought 25 tins and I'm like, oh, like my stomach hurts and my brain, (laughs) my pocketbook screams like it just a. from secondhand panic like i uh, i like to buy things and that i'm interested in just to try them and it feels like there's always a, something new but you know I, i've got i've gotten i've been i would say i've been blessed a few times um i bought a for ten dollars i bought a couple tins of uh for ten dollars each i bought a couple tins of uh 2005 Dunhill Aperitif I've been uh, <laughs> wow. gifted and, and it's uh, amazing it's amazing um, I've been uh, recently my buddy Tor hooked me up with some uh, some esotericas and a bunch of just uh, beautiful Englishes from uh, across the gambit Um and it's one of those things where I buy a few tins or buy a tin and I mark the date on the bottom and I just put it up in my little nook. And before long, I I go, oh, you know, I need, looks like I got an empty jar. Let me go see what I can pick through. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is from 2015. Oh, this is, you know, whatever. <laughs> you, you it's, uh, dig it's, into the it's back. It's always like finding... It's like finding uh, finding twenty dollars in your pocket. All of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, hey, all right." <laughs> yeah, dig into the back of the nook, and you don't know what you might find. Yep. Yeah. Um, is there a holy grail pipe if money were no object? Well, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of different things, and there's no real rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like as my eye catches it, um, I am really, really loving what uh, uh, Walt Conroy's been doing lately. Actually, yeah. kind of always, everything that guy puts out is, it doesn't matter if it's like some insane pencil shank. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And this new like lava rock thing he's doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um I love so much of what uh, Jeremiah Sandal does. Um, but like my holy, holy grail, um, I got close, was um, I love Daniel Mestrine from uh, Croatia. Uh-huh. And he, um, for years, I had, uh, I've just been wishing one day that money and uh the opportunity meet at the same time but uh uh a green blowfish from him um is my holy grail and i was able to buy a green blowfish adjacent pipe from him um not that long ago and i absolutely absolutely love it and his craftsmanship is uh I'm just, I, I, just amazing. It's probably it's the best smoking pipe I have, uh, bar none. Um, but I just love how, what he does with Briar and just, um, it's just different shapes and just he just has an eye 
it's kind of like the difference between looking at a 70s uh you know a uh, uh, like a 70s or, or early 80s like Mustang and then you look at a you know mid 60s yeah. and you go there's just something different the lines are just different and in a in a good way so I, I always really um, I always really love watching his process as he makes pipes and what com- what he comes up with is always uh it's uh, it's almost always just jaw dropping to me. Uh, I love, I love what he does. It uh, it trips your trigger, shall we say? It does. It does. Yeah. All right. I offered you guys the opportunity to ask a question or two, so now I turn it over to you. Well, I got a couple questions for yeah. you. Um, uh, maybe two sides of the same coin, but. Have you ever run across a pipe that was maybe pretty worse for the wear, but it's something inside of it like struck you where you go, I like the lines, I like the grain, but it needs a lot of love. Like, have you ever gone and found one of one of those beat up diamonds in the rough and had it restored? Yes. Um, in fact, there's a, uh, uh, there's a, I think I've told the story before. There's a Sato pipe that when it was available for sale new, uh, it was at a time in my life when, <laughs> I, when that price was not going to be put on our credit card because I would have been um, mutilated alive and we probably wouldn't have been able to eat for a couple of you know, for like a week or two. Uh, and then about nine months later, I got a phone call from, uh, from one of the guys at smoking pipes. And they said, Hey, remember that pipe that you absolutely loved? Well, it's back. And what had happened was the, uh, uh, the owner, the, the person that bought it just abused the heck out of it. And I, so I bought it from smoking pipes. They gave me a super price on it. Yeah. You know, and they stood behind the guy and, you know, they, you know, they, they did their customer service thing with him. Not sure exactly what the deal was. They worked out with him, but I was thrilled with the deal that I got the pipe for. Now, part of the problem with the pipe was it, it had what looked like was a hole burning out on the inside the bowl. And part of the rim was so charred and gone that, you know, it, it had just been, a, it, it had been beaten up pretty bad. So I took the time and rebuilt up that cake inside the bowl. And then through trial and error with some friends, uh, kind of got the rim of the bowl back smoothed out and neatened up a little bit and tidied up. Uh, and the pipe smokes great. Uh, That's it, awesome. It, it just, it was almost like it was meant to be with me, but it had to go to an abusive home first before it found happiness in my pipe rack. <laughs> so, That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you look at a, I've seen, I've seen some old, you know, old pipes that were just over smoked and abused and stuff and had, and had them go through a full restoration process and seen them come out just shiny and new. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's awesome yeah all right what else you got uh second question is how do you feel about retiring a pipe like have you ever got to the point where you said i love this pipe i I love the memories that i have with it however i just don't think i should or i will smoke it again and setting it aside so this this kind of ties into the fact that there and there's a discussion amongst the uh, uh, amongst the pipe collectors community. Uh, how many bowls of how many good bowls of tobacco does a pipe have in it? You know, uh, we we all know that you know it, with when you buy a car, there comes a time where it just 
becomes too expensive to continue to repair and replace parts and then you just you know <laughs> uh, you, you donate it off and it gets smashed and you go buy a new one right yeah um so with a pipe there is a predetermined amount of bowls in a pipe before it becomes unfunctional um that that depends on how carefully you smoke it and what situations you smoke it it depends on the density of the wood there's a whole bunch of variables so it's not like we can say well you know bowl number 100,000 that thing's done you know click yeah uh I have not gotten to the point with a pipe where I can't get it to still smoke right for me. Uh, I have a, I've had pipes where uh, I had stems made for them because the stem was so bad and chewed up and beat up that you know just by restemming it, it made the pipe come back to life. Uh, Again, yeah, you know, I've I've had a <laughs> I have a couple of my pipes now that have seen a lot of service and they still smoke well, but the rims are kind of abused and out of shape. So, you know, what do you if you <laughs> how do you put wood back on a rim? You don't. Uh, right. But, but just over time of tamping and lighting in that area and yeah you know, stuff like that, the rims will start to wear down. Um, I think if it got to that point for me with a pipe that was, you know, just if it just wasn't smoking well anymore, then I would retire it. And I don't think I would sell it on. I think I would keep it and set it there. Cause if, yeah, I've got a couple of pipes that I've probably put a thousand bowls through them. And there's a lot of memories with those guys. Uh, and I don't want to get rid of them. I want to keep them. Uh, yeah, and just put them up there on the up there on the shelf and go, you know, uh, put out for stud or retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know when the I don't know when those numbers are. Um, I have had some pipes that the shape or the size just became uncomfortable for me, especially if, as I've gotten older and it's more it's less and less comfortable to clench a larger pipe. I've started moving into smaller stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did that answer that question for you? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. It appeals to my sentimentalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, listen, the other thing I've told people is when they have a family member that has passed on and pipe smoking was a big part of that person's life, I've made sure that the family members have each you know, had the opportunity to pick out a pipe from from the uh, you know from the estate lot to make sure that yeah you know, make sure that they've had something to remember the person by before they've gone and just sold them all off and said you know oh dear old dad he was sure was a pipe smoker and we sold all that stuff well maybe you want to keep one or two of his pipes for you just to, as a as a keepsake yeah you know? that's uh, uh that's a good thing to do for sure yeah my kids on the other hand boy the minute i drop dead i bet they're going to make a phone call <laughs> he's gone let's sell this stuff (laughs) i I was entering a bunch of records into my uh, discogs account uh and my mom goes why why are you doing that i said well it's nice to look at everything accumulated in a list but also if there's a fire we got some insurance i said and then when i died then my wife could turn the app over to someone else and say here you go what do you need for this yeah (laughs) Here's all this. Here's all of Paul's crap. Give me some money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Portland Paul will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer. No wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Absolutely. What is your favorite pipe? Um, I have a lot of favorite pipes because I'm much more into the rotations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how my mood strikes me, but uh if i had to say i have a i have an old uh system pipe uh british pipe called um by a company called biford yeah um and it's a really weird system pipe um <laughs> but it was one of the first ones that i couldn't get open and we had to use a reader and stuff and it's just 
it's such a perfectly classy 60 1960s straight pipe uh straight billiard and it's uh it's just it smokes great every time it looks great every time uh it's I can't, I can't, I, I, I'm careful how much I smoke it just cause I don't want, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. Cherish those moments. Um, what, yep. it, what is your favorite tobacco? That is an impossible question. Um, uh-huh. I, I am, I smoke the gambit. I do have a couple vapors. I do smoke Englishes and aromatics almost exclusively. Um, but I think right now, um, the one that I find the most pleasure out of, uh, most consistently is, uh, Rattray's Exotic Passion, which is like, a orange zest and black tea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it smokes so good and the flavor is magnificent all the way through the bowl um it's just it's and everybody around me loves it (laughs) and it's not cherry it's not you know some you know it's not it's not that it's it's subtle but consistent so i i like that a lot and what is your favorite drink i would have to say it is the white can rock star um (laughs) it's uh the way people talk about coffee is the way I feel about, uh, about that, uh, popping that can in the morning, um, is pure magic for me. <laughs> I believe that's the first time I've heard energy drink is the answer. So congratulations. Yeah. Well, gotta keep it weird. Yeah. Uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie or music? Well, uh, movies, I tend to not be doing things. Uh, they tend, they, they feel like an occupation to me and music, uh, is usually I'm doing something with music instead of listening to it or it's, it's something that's always around. But if I'm going to relax, uh, I really love to just be able to sit and read. Well, especially when I'm having my pipe. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory? Um, favorite pipe smoking memory. Um, I would say I I have many, um, and many great ones, but, uh, I think probably one of my favorite memories would be, um, when Stephen books used to be alive, he had his house in Calabash here about 10 minutes from my house. Which is kind of like feels kind of like having a Dalai Lama live on the next street over from you. Like it's uh, he was uh, a a giant uh, in pipe tobacco. Um, yeah, and his shop was across the street from uh, an antiques toy store. So we used to let the kids go over and go look through the antique toy store. And my wife and I would uh, hang out and just listen to him talk and tell stories about when he grew up and, and growing up in Portland and moving (laughs) and working for Lord Conway over there in England when he was 16 and all sorts of just crazy stuff. And he'd pull crazy stuff out of the back and, look at this, you know, check this out. And, um, he was, uh, uh, he was a cool, cool guy. So I, I mean, there's only a few times we were able to do it. Um, but, uh, it was, I think those are probably my favorites. Yeah. Portland, Paul, thank you very much for coming on and doing this and, uh, keep Portland weird. Will you? I'm doing my best, Brian. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Thanks again, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. 
We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product, from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening, are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I guess it you know, keeping Portland weird. Well, one of the things that would be weird is, you know, not enjoying all the really good coffee shops there. So there you go, Portland, Paul, you're weird. Uh, and for music, we have a song that Portland, Paul sent me. It's called Minnesota Starvation Experiment. It's from his band Cicero, which you can find on Bandcamp at uh, Cicero, C-I-C-E-R-O-E-M-O, CiceroEmo.bandcamp.com. Come, and uh, this one features uh, Portland Paul on uh, guitar and vocals and engineering and mixing and production, and then uh, some other guys played in the band with him. So here is Minnesota Starvation Experiment.
you go the band is cicero c-i-c-e-r-o and uh, don't forget to support your local pipe smoking musician by finding them on Bandcamp. three little words you got mail and remember if you have a mailbag comment or question you can email it directly to me brian at pipesmagazine.com that's b-r-i-a-n at pipesmagazine.com or you can post it on the pipes magazine radio show page just like Dino does every week and Casey Ghost does every week. And going back to last week's show, Dino says, uh, Adam's conversation with you in studio was way fun and his tale of becoming a pipe smoker was very entertaining. His insights as a younger member of the community with respect to pipe shapes, tobacco, and in interacting with older pipe smokers was quite enlightening. His good sense of humor and warmth came through nicely in this face-to-face episode. Uh, Dom Fleming's new song was wonderful. His take on the Piedmont blues style is just so lyrical. Love it. And Renfield's comments about moldy tobacco are are an important alert to us all. Good rant. Pro or con, no one deserves to be ignored or canceled. Thanks for yet another always entertaining show, Dino. You're welcome, Dino. And uh, Casey Coase says, I enjoyed the show very much. It had kind of a je ne sais quoi charm to it. Uh, enjoyed your review of Deception Pass. I gave it a 3 out of 5 rating from me. Okay, but not great. Uh, Adam's interview was a little odd in that he was right there with you. Clearly, you were both enjoying it. His comments with you brings home that pipe smoking is changing. And I know who is going to win. Not us. And it isn't a bad thing. It's just the way the world operates. Young guys take over and the old guys head to the big smoking lounge in the sky. As an aside, I can't believe he gets to wear his hair like that, like a hippie one. When I was in the big green machine, it was much different. Alas, get off my lawn. <laughs> Dom Fleming's song, as always, was quite enjoyable. And there's only one thing to do when you encounter mold, and that is to throw the entire container in the trash, no exceptions. Yeah, sadly, but that's the best and simplest thing. And then uh, Andy SC83 says, Hey, Brian, great review of Deception Pass, and I might need to add some to my next smoking pipes order. Also, so happy to hear Adam on the podcast this week. Really love what him and Nick are doing with the Get Piped podcast and the community they've created with their Galactic Get Piped Club on Discord. It's just plain awesome. Uh, So when are you going to go on the uh, GGPPC Discord, Brian? Oh, boy. Another one of those things to go on and check. I'm not so sure that's for me. I'll be on Casey Ghost's front porch telling kids to get off my lawn. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Bryant writes uh, regarding last week's show, thank you for another great episode. I generally like Joe Langford's blends, so I'll have to try Deception's, Deception Pass. It sounds pretty good to me. Adam Floyd's journey to pipe smoking was certainly a little more dangerous than most, but considering he is an officer in the infantry, he probably is better able to handle it than others. It was fun listening to his story for sure, and I will definitely check out his Get Piped podcast. Although his younger viewers are quite different than my own, 
uh, although his younger views are quite different than my own, but our youth is the future, and this is true for pipe smoking as well. Codgers like us will soon be giving way, giving way to the next generation, and I hope there are more out there like Adam. Thanks again, Brian, and have a great week. Best regards, Brian. Uh, you are most welcome. And then a couple of other news bits here. Uh, Mrs. Spike writes, Brian thought you'd like to know that Spike and friends started a new pipe club that meets at the Old Virginia Tobacco Company, uh, better known as OVTC, in Sterling, Virginia, on the second Wednesday of the month from 6 to 9 p.m. It's a friendly, welcoming group of folks and staff. All pipe smokers are welcome. Spike looks forward to the meetings and always returns home more enthused about the interesting people and conversations. And Mrs. Spike enjoys the me time. See you soon at the Chicago show, Mrs. Spike. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, well, Mrs. Spike in particular. Uh, but if you live in Northern Virginia around Sterling, that's the Old Virginia Tobacco Company on the second Wednesday of the month. And then I got an email from Steve Graves a while back. And uh, Steve said, one of your guests asked for recommendations for bulk vapors. Peter Stokeby offers several blends. Luxury Bullseye Flake is very popular and often out of stock, but can be had. Uh, smokers sell it by the pound. I particularly like the Luxury Twist Flake, a navy flake with perique. Fourth generation is a hot pressed vapor. Detailed descriptions below. That's uh, the fourth generation evening uh, flake pipe tobacco uh it's the ps400 luxury navy flake that does have perique in it i'd be willing to bet a lot of money that the uh, luxury bullseye flake does not have any perique but between the uh, fourth generation and the ps400 those are a couple of good suggestions there all right uh please keep sharing the pipes magazine radio show wherever you are uh, ratings and reviews are much, much, much appreciated. And uh, if you're on iTunes, that's the best place to do it. And if you go to iTunes.com and leave us a rating and review, not only do I get happy, but then I read it right here on the show. And according to Chartable, our uh, reviews and ratings are way up, including this one from uh, MotorJohn68 on uh, apple podcasts he says more than pipes i started listening to broaden my knowledge as a newbie pipe smoker what i found was a source for advice and wisdom in addition there's a fantastic piece of music featured each week which is most appreciated i look forward to each new episode on tuesday a great listen so thank you very much motor john 68 yeah so do leave those ratings and reviews and they are much appreciated and in just a moment rant time For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes. Wherever you come from, whosoever you be. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. Thank you. 
How about a rant rave all at the same time? How about one about uh, two two of my favorite words? Reliable and dependable. All right, reliable and dependable. Yeah, here's a rant rave for you. Uh, reliable and dependable people are great. People that are not reliable and dependable suck. There you go. End of rant, right? Well, let me tell you how it works. Uh, in the uh, five and a half, almost six years now that we've lived in this house, we have had one guy that has come and mowed and cut and trimmed our yards. And occasionally you will hear him in the background because <laughs> he'll show up while I'm recording. And uh, But he is super reliable, super dependable. Come rain or, sh or shine, he always gets the job done. We have another guy that's a handyman. In fact, he was here last week. Uh, doing some work around the house that I am just not skilled enough to do because I uh, my mouth and brain seem to work together most of the time, but my brain and hands don't get along. So uh, he is reliable and dependable. And when I call him and say, hey, we've got a project and we need to get this done and that done, well, you know what? He gives me a time frame and he is reliable and dependable and right on price every time and if there's an issue you know he talks about it now there's the other hand there's the people that are not reliable and dependable that you know i won't name names but it's been hard to get an electrician out here to do some work because we need a couple of outlets replaced we need a fuse box updated so on and so on hard is uh hard is a nice way to say almost impossible to find a reliable and dependable electrician so if you're going to be if you're going to be good at something you also have to be reliable and dependable at it it's like my reliable and dependable trusty old pipes so there you go all right, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, please keep sharing out the Pipes Magazine radio show wherever you are. Uh, questions about the Las Vegas International Pipe Show, go to vegaspipeshow.com. And uh, remember, uh, rooms are booking up quick, so if you're thinking of coming, at least get your room deposited and uh, get your room on hold. All right? Uh, thank you very much to uh, Portland Paul for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just Sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy This show is reliable and dependable. Reliably and dependably bad. <laughs>